Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, guys. This is Steph, your host of Woods and Waters Project. This week is a little bit different. Uh, this is part one of Steph Takes Guide School. Steph, as in yours truly, your host of this podcast. I am in South Dakota uh, at Northern Plains Outfitters Guide School. And there is a long drawn out story of what led me here, but basically this is something that has always been on my mind and my heart, and I finally pulled the trigger. I turned 30 a few days ago, and you know, 30 is one of those ages where, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, okay, you set this set, you put this set of goals or beliefs or standards for yourself. Like by 30, I will have this, I will have done this, I will look like this, I will be this, I'll have a couple of kids, a house, a car, a dog, whatever. And I had those things, like things that I believed that, okay, this is what I'll accomplish by the time I'm 30. And you know, a lot of those things I was well on my way or I surpassed or whatever. But what's the most surprising to me of coming on to 30 are when I reflect back on just, you know, kind of the last few years of my life are things that I did and I accomplished that I honestly at once upon a time never believed I would have done or could have done. I played small and I did and I did big things. And that's kind of ultimately what led me here. Uh, guide school is something I've joked about, um, becoming a guide, guiding people, being a pro hunter. You know, it's something I've talked about literally since I was four years old. I'm joking. I used to stand in front of the TV uh, at family dinners on Sundays when we'd watch hunting shows and eat some pizza. I would stand there with my hands on my hips telling my dad, my uncles, my family, whoever would listen to me, which most of them wouldn't, uh, I'm going to be like those women on TV. There was only a couple of them at the time. They were usually the wives of hunters. They did go hunting sometimes, but I just remember thinking, this has been my life. This is going to be my life. I'm going to be one of them. It's not necessarily that I want to be on TV because the fame really is not important to me. Um, but what I realized I wanted is I wanted to just be a, a, just a capable badass woman. And 
I've wanted that for such a long time. And in my mind, this is what that looks like. And so I bought myself guide school as a birthday present to myself uh, because I've shown myself that I've done some things that I really at one time never believed I could do. And I have a lot of doubt being here because, or at least I did, because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, you know, I know things. I know a little about a lot of things. Um, you know, I love teaching people. I love the outdoors. I love hunting. Is that enough? Is that enough for me to be here? And, you know, I'm only halfway into this school, but I am finding that is enough for me to be here because this is something I've wanted to do and I should do that because this is my life. And so I did it. And I think if you're someone that, you know, has some big scary dreams, uh, things they want to try, it might blow up in my face. I don't know. I don't think so, though. It feels pretty good. And I just wanted to share with you what this experience has been like and just share a few nuggets of wisdom I've got along the way. Uh, if you two are thinking of being a guide of any kind, it doesn't even have to be hunting. I, I think that a lot of this will apply to you. But if you are looking to be a hunting guide um, around waterfowl, upland or whitetail or snow goose uh this will probably be a good series for you to listen to i have nuggets of wisdom uh to share and let's get into what my monday tuesday wednesday of guide school looks like happy as hell <laughs> and like I'm supposed to be here today was full of like aha moments and inspiring moments and things that make you kind of rethink like oh shit this is hard but overall it was a really positive thing and what's the most exciting to me it's, it's twofold one it's you know I've got six days left here and there's so much I don't know and there's already so much I've taken in I can't imagine what I'm gonna walk away with uh, that's really exciting but also it's really inspiring for me because sometimes I can play a little small, you know, and not understand how much I do know. And there were multiple moments of realizing like, wow, like I know this, like this is an area that I could shine as a guide or a mentor, um, as a hunter where I can help and teach people. And that's, that's really awesome too. That was the best part was realizing what I do know and where I can be helpful and where I can shine, but also realizing areas that I'm going to grow into and how exciting that is like how much better of 
a hunter guide mentor I'm going to be after after this experience so that is all mostly good the next few days are going to be I think way more intense than today even was today we talked about career goals finding a guiding gig what that relationship looks like with that guide service and the other guides how to act in front of your clients client relations you know how to motivate them being on time how you show up what you look like your equipment we shared stories both really awesome and not so awesome real shit that actually happens in the field in the lodge how you handle that that guiding is really rewarding it can be financially and sometimes it's kind of hard you don't necessarily do it for the money um, I would say most of people most people don't most people are doing it to pay their bills but do something that they love to do that isn't sitting on a computer talked a lot about that and what that looks like and you know there's three of us here uh, they do smaller classes and you know we each have very different stories but can relate to each other in a lot of ways and our lives all look a little different but we all kind of want similar things and that's really freaking cool <laughs> um, you know we all have our shit we're gonna have to to figure out and we're all still just pumped to be here so the two people that I'm in class with already like are just you can tell they have the best of intentions coming here and I am cheering them on so hard it is like it's awesome to just be surrounded with such good people the instructors my classmates they're here for the right reasons and uh, I think just from what I can tell like they have the brightest future ahead of them whatever they choose to do with this they choose to guide or start their own business or mentor whatever that looks like I mean I'm freaking pumped for them but tomorrow guys is gonna be quite a test so tomorrow is duck day tomorrow is duck and goose day so my entire day is going to be around being a successful guide in duck hunting and goose hunting and uh, that you know if you listen to the podcast know that that's an area that I love but you know what don't I what don't I love or obsess about but it's going to be time on the boat time scouting uh, dog handling calling uh, decoys it's it's a very very full day uh, and that's what will be going over tomorrow so I think with my feelings that I started with of anxiousness <laughs> it's about tomorrow uh, you know because I'm, I'm excited to find out um, like I said earlier what I'm gonna learn but I'm also nervous like there's so much I don't know and I don't really know what I don't know if that makes sense so it's gonna be something but I'm in my room just did my homework for the night our homework is to do a little journal on what we felt about today 
and how it affected us and we turn it in uh, the next day and then I'll have a test tomorrow on my knowledge of today so a little bit of that test anxiety too but it has been awesome this experience has been awesome and it's only day one and I am so glad you guys are here to follow along with me uh, I think I'll leave everyone with a little nugget or two of each of my day just just words of inspiration if you're thinking you want to be a guide or take this a little further I think I'll just leave everybody with a couple words of inspiration and what I'm learning along the way so one of the first points that we made in our class the simple idea do one thing extra every day at the end of the day do one thing extra every day just one thing extra so then at the end of the day as a team, if everything, if everyone is doing one extra thing, at the end of the day, there should not be nothing left to do. And it's just having that team mentality. Uh, you know, this you're rarely in it alone as a guide or in the hunting industry. So when you're working with a team, it doesn't really matter necessarily how you feel about each other. Uh, but if you all do one extra thing at the end of the day, you can go home or rest or get it together for the next day uh, a little bit sooner. And, you know, no one's above anything. And I loved that. That's how we started uh, the conversation. Another little nugget of wisdom. I think I'll give, give you all two more. Control what you can control. There's going to be a lot of things in hunting with, uh, you know, weather, environment, people that you can't control no matter what you do. So can control what you can control. Show up your best self. Be on time. Be prepared have the knowledge, have a positive attitude, have as much fun as you can. You can control those things. Control that and focus on that. And regardless of how the hunt goes as success-wise, as far as like animals, kills, whatever you want to look at, control what you can control. And most of the time, those people are going to come back for you because there's going to be so many things that went right, even if it didn't go exactly how you wanted it to go control what you can control and at the end of the day the most important thing and this is something that everyone says right but we really drove in safety and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter like fun like how much fun you have is so important it's number you know it's number two that that is the second most important thing but the first important thing is safety and making sure that they go home go home so they can do this again go home so they can tell a story go home so you know we don't have to make phone calls to their family. Like, keep them safe. Like, don't get complacent. Don't put fun over safety. Like, this is a serious thing. And uh, we really went into that and how to take care of our people and keep them safe. And it just, you know, there's things that I knew, but it really reiterated, like, how important that was for me. And I just valued it a lot. And, again, it is Monday. I am here until Sunday. So there is a lot coming at me. I am just giving you guys nuggets of what I actually learned and what I'm feeling and what's going on. And, you know, if I think this is something that I'm built for, I guess, but I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, you get those moments of goosebumps and knots in your stomach and butterflies and your mind just starts going and that's I think all really good signs 
happy to be here. Thanks for being here on day one. Until tomorrow. Hello, hello. Oh boy, I'm losing my voice real bad. I'm hoping this sound is okay. I am actually laying in bed before recording this. Day two of Steph Takes Guide School. Right now, I am feeling, besides getting an obvious sore throat, I am feeling proud of myself. I'm feeling motivated. And I'm feeling pretty worn out. <laughs> Today was a lot in the best way. Uh, today was duck and goose day at guide school. And the first like third of the day was like classroom stuff, talking about um, waterfowl guiding specifically, primarily around ducks, um, and a little bit about Canada geese too. And I'd say for me currently, um, in all the areas that we're going to touch on in guide school for this week, uh, the, the duck hunting portion is where I feel like I'm, I love waterfowl hunting. Um, it's one of the areas I'm the most motivated to get better at, but it's probably the area that I spend the least amount of time in. So I was both really excited about today and really anxious because excited to see what I know, what I've learned and taught myself and learned from other people and, you know, how to implement that, like what's going to come out of this, you know, excited to just experience it, just excited to be here, but also like kind of just excited. Like, honestly, there's so many things that I, I don't know, or I, I'm pretty green at, or that I don't know well. Um, and I really wanted to kind of have those things called out because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know and have it like laid out for you and given different, you know, scenarios. It's, it was pretty great. So today we did, uh, multiple different scenarios of setting up uh, decoy spreads, taking a client out, picking a spot out in the water, running the boat. Um, fun fact, and people might laugh at me for this, I don't know. I uh, have never uh, driven a tiller boat, so that's a boat with, uh, it doesn't have a steering wheel. I'm sure a lot of people know that. I'm sure a lot of you listening know that, but I've actually never driven one, not fully. Um, and for whatever reason, like thinking about that, I'm like, well, I'm doing that today. And that freaked me out. Like just the idea of being clumsy at it, not good at it, not being able to steer the boat, running it into the, you know, side of the, the bank or something. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty anxious, but actually, uh, that was one of the best parts of, the first part of like our scenarios that we went through that was the first thing I did today and running a tiller boat was no problem um I was actually like it felt pretty natural and figured it out pretty fast uh I rather enjoyed it actually so that's super motivating um 
it's uh it's amazing like sometimes the things that came up were just the simple things were things that you know I messed up more often because I'd, 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 I'd overthink and not have confidence in myself and sometimes the harder things are what I would perceive as you know what someone else might perceive as the harder things that with knowledge and just experience like I did really well at I felt really confident in my ability to put uh, decoy spreads together and deciding based on you know where we were cover uh, where the winds coming from where the Sun is and yeah it was it was pleasantly surprised with myself in a lot of areas of just just things that I've picked up over the years and absorbed from Jacob and my lifestyle and reading and just real life examples. So that was pretty fucking rad guys to just kind of see pieces of things I've done put together and just that feeling of like, okay, like I'm not great at this or this, but I'm pretty good at this, pretty good at this. Like imagine where I'll be a year or two, 10 years from now, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's how I like to look at it. So that was awesome. It was a, it was a full day. Um, of different scenarios and examples and school and being outside and you know doing a kind of role-playing client scenarios it was freaking awesome and it's only day two I'm uh, both exhausted and and not sure if I'm going to be able to sleep because tomorrow is uh, upland day and upland day is probably one I'm like the the most excited about um it's definitely something that i want to be a part of my life for a long time and i'd, I'd like to guide upland in the near future so it's uh it's a whole nother set of feelings because this is something i you know want to do um with my life and we'll see where we'll see what tomorrow takes us and what comes up but like i said i'm just laying in bed i, I don't have a notebook i'm not looking at anything i'm just talking off cuff here uh, before I fall asleep because I wanted to record every day and I want to give you guys a few nuggets of wisdom so I'm gonna do these without really reviewing my notes or or uh, yeah let me let me think about this negative wisdom one negative wisdom one I would say this goes for all things, all all animals that you're going to pursue and hunt. Um, if calling is part of the hunt or could be part of the hunt or helping make your hunt successful, even if it's not, <clears throat> and I'm a big advocate for this. I talk about this when I talk about turkey hunting pretty often, is understanding when the birds are communicating what they are saying or and or how to respond to them so um even if you're not uh proficient at calling or have never tried calling i think you know what i really gathered from today is when you can understand um based on how far away the bird is uh what they're doing what time of year it is what their sounds are um knowing what they're saying to each other and again and or uh how to talk to them to get them to respond in a way that you want to get them to come close to your blind um so just understanding your animal behavior and just knowledge of them so if that is just like going out and listening practicing calling watching youtube videos going in the off season um 
you know, studying, reading, doing, I mean, all of it, honestly, all of it, like studying the birds, understanding what they're saying and how to respond, or if they're far away, how to call them in, what that sounds like, what that means, what you're actually saying to them. Um, it's different between duck and geese. And I just think understanding that is, is the first step. So that's nugget of wisdom. Number one, nugget of wisdom. Number two, Uh, I think, again, this applies to most hunting situations, but if we're talking about waterfowl, um, really getting familiar with uh, weather, wind, sun. So, um, you know, if you're the directionally challenged type, uh, just figuring out where, you know, that sun is going to be um, for your clients, for you, and for your hunt, you know, where is it going to be in your eyes, where's the wind coming from, Typically, you want the wind at your back when you're talking about duck and goose hunting um, and just really understanding all of those elements, like what is going to set your clients up, um, where they're going to have the best hunt. And I don't just mean successful as far as seeing the most birds, but also like where the sun's not in their eyes and they're going to have successful shots and thinking about um, where those birds are going to come in at and making it where the majority or all of your clients are going to have a good shot at the end of the day. Um, cause sometimes the spot that has the most birds isn't necessarily the spot that's going to have the most success. Uh, you would think that would be true, but if there's not enough, um, cover, uh, if the wind is not in your favor, the sun is not in your favor. If there's more birds there, but you have less shots, it really doesn't matter how many birds are there. So thinking about it from a perspective of <clears throat> how is the weather going to play into the success of your hunt, not just by number of birds, but, um, opportunities to shoot. Nugget of wisdom. Number three, this is my own personal nugget of wisdom is, uh, mental. This is so mental. So many things in our life are so mental. And I am definitely in a battle with myself of getting out of my own head and allowing myself to reach my full potential because there were so many moments today of just like being so proud of myself for I, I got out of my own way and I was just in the moment and I and I you know I went with either my gut or what I know and was confident and there were other moments today that were just silly um and a lot of the mistakes or the doubt was just because I was in my head it wasn't because I didn't know it or that I couldn't do it it was just something that you know I had to work through Um, and at the end of the day, like if you're taking people out hunting, you're hunting, or you're going to be a guide, um, you don't want to lie to anybody, but also you want to just lead with confidence and believe in what you're doing. Um, there's so many things about hunt that are going to play out no matter what you do. And you can only control what you can control, which I think was a nugget of wisdom from yesterday. But, um, I'm just going to definitely say like the mental piece and just, being in the moment and paying attention and, you know, having a little bit of belief in yourself, um, and not doubting your abilities because you don't know everything. You're never going to know everything. Uh, but uh, you can pay attention and be curious and just believe in yourself and things mostly are going to work out. And if they don't work out the way that you wanted, you're probably learning a big lesson if you, if you're allowing yourself to. So, um, staying mentally strong, believing in yourself, that's definitely nugget of wisdom number three. Well, I'm going to get ready to go to sleep, but day two was a success and 
just going to leave here saying I, um, oh, one more thing. I asked today if they'd ever had any other females come through their guide school before, and they hadn't. So what's really cool is I'm, I'm the first female to, to do guide school here. And you know what's even cooler? Is their next guide school, they're going to have their second female. And the reason that's even cooler is because something is shifting and changing. Because as, as, as special as I feel to be the first, I don't want to be the only. And I want to see that shift. I want to be a part of changing the narrative. And that's what's cool. I'm excited for that next girl to come through. And the next one. And the next one. And I'm excited for all the men and women who decide to do this because I'm going to tell you what, my classmates are awesome. Um, the two guys that I'm here with, they're, they're stand-up dudes and I am pumped for them and their journey too. And uh, it already, the you know camaraderie and just the connection with people feels pretty, pretty great. Um, yeah, just really grateful for all of them and all of this. But I think I'm going to hit the hay until tomorrow. Okay, I am back again for day three of Steph Takes Guide School. So uh, I'm not laying in bed this time. I am going to put this podcast together right after I kind of give you my debrief on the day and my little nuggets of wisdom. If you too want to become a guide, um, or just if you're wondering what it takes or what I'm going through or what guide school is. So, um, today was Upland day and we spent a lot of time talking about the business of having a, um, preserve or hunting operation um, in general. We talked a lot about what it's like uh, to uh, raise birds, release birds, um, what that looks like, the numbers, why it matters, how many birds you're releasing per um, hunter, um, the mix of having wild birds and pen raised birds, what that looks like, how to kind of explain that to your clients, um, and understand why it's a good thing. Um, the effect it has on the local area around you, the effect it has on your pocketbook, what that looks like for you financially, how to be smart about it, but also ethical, um, how to approach that conversation. Uh, because a lot of folks will say that they only want to hunt wild birds, right? So there's, there's a whole there's that's a whole onion itself that you could peel apart and discuss a little further and I, I learned a ton about that today we did a lot of actually uh, creating strategy depending on the size of area you're hunting if you're hunting trees a field corn etc um, where the winds coming how big of a hunting group you have and how to best put everyone on birds 
Um, I'm in South Dakota, so uh, a lot of you know that I'm from Iowa. Iowa is definitely a pheasant hunting state, uh, but South Dakota is kind of the capital of uh, pheasant hunting in the United States. So they do things uh, a little differently here, um, bigger groups, more aggressive, way more competition. Um, my understanding in South Dakota alone as of this previous year, there are over 226 hunting preserves in South Dakota, and that number continues to go up. It has gone up um, every, pretty much every year from my understanding. So 226 preserves in South Dakota. So, you know, a lot of questions I had from a business perspective is, wow, if there's that many preserves in the state of South Dakota, like how does anyone even stand a chance getting started? How do they get land, get access, get a name for themselves? And here's one of my little nuggets of wisdom that play into, that plays into that. Basically from the questions I asked and what I picked up today from all the experience around me and, and learning from everybody is basically just to start. So you don't necessarily have to have um, the land, but connections, um, opportunity to use, lease, hunt on land, um, starting with the guide service. It, it basically is just starting. So um, start small. You're not going to be the biggest and baddest right away. Um, don't plan to be because, you know, ultimately you need to figure some things out. You're going to have some growing pains. Your clientele is not going to start. Um, you're not going to probably start with the rich and famous for, you know, the most of us. So <clears throat> you might start small, but you need to at least start. That is definitely my first nugget of wisdom. Um, and then strategy, like I mentioned, we spent some time out in the field, uh, different scenarios of the number of people we have, uh, what direction we are going, and what the wind's doing, what we're, if we're in corn, if we're in um, going to be going through cattails or rough terrain, or if we're going through more of trees, what that looks like in creating that strategy. Uh, with bigger and smaller groups and how to capitalize. So really a lot of it is like, how do we get um, the most shooting, right? The most shooting and the most opportunity to shoot birds. Because at the end of the day, not everyone's gonna hit the bird unless you just got a bunch of killers, I suppose. But the strategy piece is something that I get really excited about and my head just goes off um, like little lightning bolts. Uh, so strategy, being good with slowing down and thinking about strategy and how to get everyone um, the best opportunity they can but while also keeping people safe being aware of people who you know might need um, uh, not to walk as much they you know physically maybe not capable who are your shooters uh, how, how do we make this kind of as equal opportunity for everybody as we can so that was awesome strategy um, and then something that has been said every day so far uh, at guide school is how you're showing up and what you look like so you don't necessarily have to have the most expensive but do the best with what you can afford you want to show up and when people look at you uh, they they are going to look at you it's kind of like you know dressing for the job that you want um, 
they want to look like you by the end of the day. So wearing merchandise, wearing good products that are going to last, looking sharp as you can, um, looking like a guide, not someone um, who just kind of rolled out of a dumpster, right? So how you show up is really important. It doesn't matter if you're an upland uh, guide, a waterfowl guide, a deer guide, big game guide. You need to you need to look the part, and then a little more so, look like you're. Um, kind of who people are striving to be, to be honest. So those are my little nuggets of wisdom. And currently what I'm feeling right now is I'm, I'm feeling overall pretty calm. Um, you know, I came here not exactly sure the direction um, and ways I want to use all of this. Overall, I came here to become more capable, more knowledgeable, uh, and really throw myself into this. I, I love mentoring people. I love taking people hunting. Um, I, I've I've kind of soft guided, right? And I, I want to take that more seriously. And I want to, um, you know, especially as a female, I kind of want to set a standard. I want to inspire other women um, to go for it if it's on their heart, right? If this isn't for you, it's not something you want, man or woman, don't do it. But if it's something you're thinking that you want to try, um, but you're playing small or doubting yourself, this is me saying like, come on, let's do it. Let's go for it. Because at the end of the day, um, uh, you don't need to know it all. You just have to have the desire to want to know more and grow and do better and take care of people. At the end of the day that's what I'm gathering from this and the rest of it comes with time and experience and the more you do it the better you're gonna be and as a guide if this is your job uh, you're gonna be thrown in a lot of situations really quickly and you're gonna learn really really fast I've learned so much in three days um, you know things that I already knew are just amplified in my mind uh, makes me want to dig deeper get better at it and the things I didn't know it's like exciting it's exciting that now I have um, a little bit more uh, uh, in my tool belt and that I can use so overall I'm feeling pretty good like I don't know what tomorrow brings I don't know where this is going to take me but I definitely feel like this is where I'm supposed to be and I am just so thrilled to be here I hope that you guys have enjoyed this part one of Steph Takes Guide School I know it's kind of uh, bizarre and different than something I've done. And if you have questions and there's more you want to know, please reach out to me and send them out. I'm going to do a second series. I have um, a few more days left out here. And uh, I, I want to give you guys some nuggets to encourage you to chase um, this dream if this is what your dream is or just know what it, you know what goes on with this if you're just curious I'm so glad you're here thank you always for those how, who have listened um, over and over uh, every week I appreciate you I love you I hope that I am providing some good content for you thank you for being here uh, if you think that I am as always I really appreciate the reviews and gosh I am just so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you listening and for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Until next time.